0: G'day everyone, I'm Daniel Ricardo, and you're listening to EFTM, everything for the man.
1: Well, two races down, and it's not a bad season. Trevor Long, Connor McNally, and Harry Tugger with you for race two of the 2020 Formula One. World Championship. And I just want to start by saying, boys, it's very exciting lap. But the race, maybe not so much. It's all, I just think it's important to clarify that emotion that we're feeling right now, that that was exciting. <laughs> yes. That was 70 laps of nah, and a single lap of Brilliance,
0: yes. But it's just Lando again. Like yeah. Lando has just like lit up my world the last two weeks. <laughs>
1: he's, he's lit up everyone's world right what now. What was the quote from him during the week? Um, I've gone from being a full-time uh, e-sports, uh, esports driver, e-sports driver <laughs> to a podium <laughs> finisher, and um, and this is come, his off-season. He's come damn close uh, again this this week, and uh, I don't know. Look, look, go go back to the start and and work our way through it before we Ugh. talk about the general stuff. It yeah. was wasn't a bad opening lap, but it didn't have the. Uh, Um, as much brutality as it might have had in terms of uh, the first three. I think a lot of people probably put money on there being some sort of incident with uh, a Red Bull and a Mercedes, but in fact it was two Ferraris. Yes.
0: Well, that's probably the safer money every week.
2: though. (laughs) I think we just have to come to accept the fact that Ferrari's just going to be in trouble in the opening stages of every Grand Prix at the moment. They've just got nothing.
1: Not a good look for for
2: either Driver
1: or Bonotto, the team boss, that Mm -hmm. they are... I mean, we'll get the numbers, but they're not doing well in the championship right now. They're, they're, oh. They've got a real problem. <laughs> um, and and they've, they've got one driver who, you know, um, didn't blame the other one, but Seb was very clear that it was, uh, it was Leclerc's fault. But who gives a rat's what Seb thinks? He's leaving. You know, that's, there's still that air about, the, about nearly all the teams that this is kind of like this halfway house season. Well, it's with Ferrari, right? Like I saw
0: this, as a really good tweet through the week, I don't know if you guys saw it, mm. um, where this guy was basically saying, in the last 10 years, you've had Alonso, you've had uh, Kimi and you've had Seb and you still haven't managed to win a championship. Maybe that's yeah. the team that's the problem and not all these drivers that you keep blaming everything on.
1: It's a very good point because uh, we talked about Bonotto when he was interviewed after. We'd seen what um, Vettel had said, we'd seen what, Charles had said and then Bonotto's like it's not a time to label it. you know what mate it is well it's because he knows it's his fault yeah <laughs> <Well, he's, laughs> and, and you mentioned Harry that in fact it's kind of indicative of uh, a, a time when they they sack one guy and go well let's find yeah. someone in the garage who we can just promote but actually is that enough experience to run a team and to to be the team principal I like that know. just because you're
0: you're you know very good at one thing which 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 is engines, um, in Bernardi's case, it does not mean that you then become an automatic good team leader. It's like any, it's like any job. Just because you're maybe the best at this individual task does not mean you're going to be the best at managing a whole team yeah. of people.
2: Yeah, absolutely right. And look, Ferrari have been notorious in changing team managers, you know, willy-nilly over the years. I remember back in the early 90s, they... They dumped Cesare Frelario and they went with a, a guy from Lancia. Uh, I can't, I can't remember his name, but they didn't even no change their No one can. F- <laughs> no one can exactly, <laughs> and they didn't change their fortunes. They were struggling in '91, and yeah, they sacked Alain Prost. So yeah, turmoil was turmoil, and Ferrari just go hand in hand with them. But you know them being out of the race
1: uh, and that early, it's it's kind of like a bookended race, really. Yeah. Really interesting first lap because of that mm. massive smash, and it was it was a solid smash. Hopefully, the photographer <laughs> down on the outside of the opening straight, looking up to up through turn turn one, because Leclerc's car up in the air, mm. literally smashing the back wing of, of Vettel, is awesome. <laughs> so you know that's that's pretty cool. But then uh, you know it just pretty much mowed on from there. And you, the, really, the next most exciting thing was Daniel behind Ocon on Team Radio oh. saying, I'm faster than all the cars in front, which is, <laughs> which is race driver code for let me pass my teammate. Yes. Uh,
0: and, but then Renault just with the awful team strategy there as well. It, it just hurt everyone. Um, keeping ocon in front there when they were both on different pit strategies when you know daniel was going to have to get past him anyway you know during the pit stop and so they all just lost time there and and then obviously ocon ended up having to retire and you don't know if that extra pressure there probably contributed to him
2: to him retiring so yeah, it's just i mean the front breaks off of ocon's um Renault, they were smoking pretty l- pretty loudly. You could see it in the pit vision when he came in to retire. And, and they say
1: it was a cooling issue, which is the same issue that that plagued mm. Daniel last last week. And mm. so, again, it goes to a reliability under okay. investigation. Just as we as we record, Lance Stroll and Daniel Ricciardo under investigation for. I'm assuming l- Lance's move up on Ricciardo, which pushed With them both out very very wide. But Daniel took a obvious and very straight move. He went around the, the sausage kerb. Lando ended up just battling with mm. um, Stroll. So it wasn't... I don't know how that's under investigation. It's pretty stupid.
0: Well, is it, is it arguing that Stroll... Shouldn't um, have taken ga- that. Well, he Did gained a spot and got four wheels off the track and still gained a spot? Yeah.
1: So he's the Which, one that... Like, Daniel was pushed out on that yeah. corner. So that'll be interesting. And by the time we um, all go to bed, there'll probably be changes in the in the line up there. But... Um, Daniel, you know, didn't. He seemed to have Ocon's measure. He said he had Ocon's measure. But then when he did get past, he didn't make any actual ground on him. Well, like, in all honesty, he didn't get much more than 1.5 seconds away from him yeah. before Ocon retired.
0: Well, that makes you think that perhaps it was team orders there in the sense that the car. Yeah, they've just seen what happened with Ocon and they've, they they've might have turned the engine down a little bit maybe, to try and, you know, conserve the DNF. Yeah. Because um, he, he he looks slower. Like, he, he should have theoretically been faster on the softs. Yeah. And he's come straight out and he was slower than what he was in the media. So,
1: does Daniel Ricciardo look back at this race and go, well, Cyril clearly doesn't give a rats about me. <laughs> like, Cyril's clearly backing Ocon. You know, Daniel's well, leaving the team. Yeah. Ocon's the golden boy in, until Fernando arrives. Is Cyril literally saying... Daniel, mate, we're always going to favour Ocon here? Is that yeah, like... Because it, it felt like that for four laps or so. It it's felt like quite the team clear. couldn't
2: give a shit. It is quite clear that they're supporting Ocon. It is, it's th- He's their golden child for the remainder of the season now. And, yeah, I just think it's his ego and just preferential treatment towards but, their French. But wasn't that also detrimental to Ocon as well in the sense that he was... By
0: wasting that battle time, mm. he could have been, you know, the the racing points behind were, were gaining ground. Like so, it doesn't it, it hurt Ocon as well. I think oh. it was just poor, just Renault poor strategy as per usual. Pass me my face mask. <laughs>
1: Harry, Harry went to Bunnings and, uh, <laughs> and got rather than the masks, you went for the you went for the Toto Wolf. Yeah, you went for the full um, uh, Perspex shield. Uh, which you know every company out of the sun's been uh, been making. Let me ask you this question: as as I don my mask for the first time ever, I've worn a mask. Just quietly. Yeah, um, well, I'd like to try. I've not done anything of the sort. Oh well, wow. is it echo in here, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, that's the, sound of a, uh, that's the sound of a face mask <laughs> being worn while recording. It, it gets very it foggy. Says, it says anti-fog, but... No, that does not no, look anti-fog from no, my angle. No. It's definitely <laughs> fogging up. The reason I bring that up is, and look, I don't want to get into the COVID safety plans of the FIA, but the drivers are situated on a podium. Each of the positions of the podium are two metres apart. They don't need to be wearing masks. But
0: is it because they're about to go and run and hug each other and stuff? Put the
1: mask back on when you're about to do that. But for the sake of... See, I I understand. You know what it is? It's just pure PR. It's optics. It's so that there can be photos taken Mm -hmm. of the drivers wearing it. It's like a leadership role that Formula One's playing in world sport. Yeah, it's good. um, Martin Brundle, um, Paul Duresta and someone else, and Jensen Button did a segment... Which would have been on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday oh. this week, out on the track talking about you know this is where Albon and, and Lewis came together and they weren't wearing masks and I'm like so and they, but they were well socially distanced no yeah. issues at all but there's just this can we just like the interviews for example are shit because the drivers can't hear the mm. person like straight after practice after quali there's noise there's stuff going on they can't the drivers can't hear them. So there needs to be a little bit of work done on that. That's all. That's my only COVID-safe <laughs> concern. My, my one thing with
0: it that is very funny though is you see the interviews and then like someone with a three-meter pole and a microphone <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. dips into the shot, mate. Wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> this is the best bit. The robot. The robot. Sucker. Sorry, we're uh, watching this as we record. The robot <laughs> with the Tony a <laughs> thing that comes <laughs> over
2: and and just hands them the trophy. It's just. It's. <laughs> and, and, it it's happened, hilarious. It, and it happened yesterday in the F two, the first F two race. It just didn't get to the first place podium. It was just like, okay, I have to walk over to grab the trophy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's had to give that one a hill start. <laughs> <laughs> Who's
1: controlling that? Is it remote control? Well, I mean, it is it's definitely is. remote control. Anyway, that's because just, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. You've got to give him that. Anyway, Ooh. so the other thing that around this time, you got Daniel um, ahead, you got Ocon's out, uh, retired garage uh, with a cooling issue, we're told later on. Um, Sorry, the robot thing just keeps going away (laughs) as well. (laughs) Anyway, um, we notice at this point you've got Lewis, Max, and Valtteri up front, and Alexander Albon is some 20 seconds
2: behind those
1: three. How on earth is Alexander Albon getting away with being that far behind? Unless Red Bull can come out and say he had some car problem, I think that's a real concern for Alex lasting the season, given, yeah, given how trigger-happy agree. Helmut and Christian can be.
2: Oh, without a question. Um, it's, it was, yeah, compared to last weekend when he really challenged Lewis, and particularly for a place on the podium, yeah, he just had absolutely no pace compared to, to Max this weekend. It was just rather embarrassing and not a good look whatsoever for Red Bull. You know, you need your two drivers to be competitive, and Alex was definitely not competitive tonight.
1: Valtteri's taken his face mask off, breaking news, and he's he's spraying champagne <laughs> with no face mask on. Well, for Valtteri
0: has not been confirmed whether or not he's an actual robot yet. So yeah, that's
1: true. He may be the one he's bringing the podium trophies <laughs> out. Um, so, I, and I say that, and we'll talk a little bit after we've gone through the bulk of the race, which won't take us long. Um, the Albon problem is the driver market right now. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. when when Christian and Helmut are trigger happy as they have been, notably in the past, over many years, that they've been willing to do mid-season shuffles. Alex, you know, didn't do anything this week to set the world on fire in terms of qualifying practice or any session. Um, And he was some 33 seconds behind the pace at the end of the race. Not a good look.
0: But then, let's not forget last week, with with him as well, which he he would have been... What, he was going to be fourth until uh, Lewis decided to take yeah. him out. Um, so it's, it's not like he—it's not like a consistently bad thing. Maybe it's just a bad week. Like I, yeah, I, but, I agree with you that. But you we're judging be everything on one behind, one week, yeah. Harry. Did
1: you listen to the commentary? Lewis has yeah. deserved this. He's he's needed <laughs> this win. He's he he lost one race, and the commentary team would go, Oh, he that's the point where you remember. Every now and then, when you're watching Sky Sports F1, you got to remember the English. It's the English television broadcasters. So that would be like Matty White and Mark Webber. You know, saying something about Daniel that everyone else in the world goes, "Who gives a shit?" Yeah. Mm. But we're all sitting here going, "Lewis, what? Who cares?" <laughs> like that they've just had their guy win the race, and I think that's the that's the weird thing about um, about them barracking for, for Lewis in that sense. Um, Science had a really slow stop, which helped Daniel get ahead. Well, he had a great start though. They had a key. great start for the, the line, outside. Yeah.
2: He did some good things but his stop was 7 seconds or seven, something 7.3 seconds Se- and it was due to the fact that, that he couldn't put the, that the crew couldn't put the left rear on properly they couldn't get it on the pegs on the hub and that's why they struggled to get it, the tire on so that yeah. but the the crew the pit crew on, they copped a, a bollocking on Twitter as I was following the race completely unwarranted because you know mistakes do happen in the pits but not to be called you know be called to be sacked You whatever. had one
0: job I mean, it's as simple well, as that. Do, mate. You, do you sack those guys or do you sack Kimmy's ones from last week?
2: Who would
1: you well, sack first? No one's sacking um, uh, mechanics, but they no, do I'm have one job. They, they got do. one. They got one stop. You got to get it right. Yeah. Sorry, you know, it's like Ferrari. All those times they went high tech on things and they had to bring it back a peg because a couple of years ago, because they were just stuffing up too often. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to admit that you need a bit of a change. So um, but they're not going to change anything urgently here. Uh,
0: I'll tell you, speaking of scenes and McLaren, what's been interesting this week and, and last week is that that Renault engine. Is obviously quick, yeah. like it's not. It's got power, but there's just, I and mean, we've just seen reliability, yeah. which
1: also begs the question: you know, how much better could it could Red Bull be doing versus if so Honda would, if yeah. they were still running Renault? Oof. Like, they they clearly got a lot out of the Honda, but given what McLaren have been able to eke out yeah. of the Renault, when you you saw Sainz at the
0: start there on some of those straights against those yeah. Mercedes, he was just as quick.
2: And the fact is, McLaren's aerodynamics right now are far more superior than the factory team. Yeah. The, the factory cars just have absolutely nothing. Yes, well, the engine is great, but they're aer- they're, what they're doing to the car is just dreadful. Speaking of aerodynamics, the pink Mercedes, um, <laughs> bloody
1: hell. AKA um, Racing Point. They, they're still I mean, forcing that, you to me. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. D- despite a shocking qualifying, which basically just proved that their drivers are shit in the wet. That's really all approved, right? Yeah. It um, was also
0: unlucky strategy for Perez, though.
1: Sure, but despite their poor qualifying performance, um, they came out pretty darn good, and you ended up having Perez um, come right up on Ricardo and, and take Ricardo. But fascinating to me, Stroll struggled until the very last lap, which we'll get into in a bit. Stroll struggled to come near Ricardo, and every yeah, on-board, mm-hmm. it showed hesitance. Every on-board with, with Stroll showed hesitance coming into the corner, which is good in terms of, you know, he was able to look after the car because, you know, Otmar would be like, I want both cars to come home for the manufacturer's points. He doesn't want them written off. Mm. But it did, it kind of just lacked that, you know, send it mentality of, of Daniel and that kind of thing. So I, I, th- I don't think that worked in, in Stroll's favour, even though he ended up at, at, at the line. He did the dive bomb at the end. Getting the, getting, the the, getting the
2: point. Well, it's interesting. Yesterday in qualifying, you said they didn't do well. Yes, true. But... Perez didn't make a pass Q one. Stroll didn't get yeah, he, he made it into Q two, but he couldn't get any further than that. So Which makes Perez's performance outstanding. Fantastic. Mm. Absolutely you know, just fantastic.
0: The unlucky shunt at the end. Yeah. With yeah.
2: and that touch with Auburn, you yeah. know. And yeah. I just you just we were just shouting for lap after lap during that last stanza of the race. Um, you know, come on Perez, get past. You're, yeah. you're closing on Auburn. And he was Catching him hand over oh, fist. At that point, though,
1: I would have shouted at anything that was within one yeah. one or two tenths of something because this is my point. It had been... We've now gotten to the last lap. Mm. We, we've been talking for 16 minutes <laughs> and and about five of that we talked about the podium robots... Um, the race had a first lap and a last lap, and a bunch of in betweens. And
0: and and McLaren dominated the first and the last lap. Yeah, science was the exciting one to start. Then, then yeah. Norris goes yeah, that's true.
1: nuclear, and so that last lap, uh, it will be interesting to see what the stewards say about Stroll because I, you know, it was a very interesting move that maybe he, he wasn't justified in making. Maybe Daniel would have would have kept it if it was a different style of move. Um, but also that was that move that gave Lando the, let alone the adrenaline, the everything to get through and really challenge. Um, but Lando Norris, uh, I mean, it's, it was just so good to watch oh, he's, yeah. because he is, it's it's one of those weird things. He's super young, right? And he, he doesn't have this Max personality about him that everyone had around Max when he was young. But he, it's if you could pick someone to be the face of Formula 1 for the next 10 years, it's going to be Lando Norris. Oh, you'd you'd take him every day of the week, wouldn't you?
0: Oh, yeah. It, he. He's just, oh, he's just exciting. Like there's just, yeah. I feel like every time he's racing that he's got like some kind of speed metal
1: that's just like playing in his head and he's just like in his own speed thing. metal. I
0: just <laughs> picture like, uh oh. <laughs> um, uh,
1: Bottas, you know, threw it up at max, uh, which cost max. And then they all went for the bloody fastest lap <laughs> in the end. I <laughs> don't know who ended up it? with it. I it did Saints keep it? Well, Sainz did a uh, record lap. Yeah, 1 at 5. I think it might have been Sainz. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: 105.619 on Which the is another point for McLaren too. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right? Well, so, that's, so, Zach, we mentioned this while we were watching it, but Zach Brown is just, uh, outside of Toto, is just out-strategying everyone else. Yeah.
1: And he, he and Toto are essentially the, the benchmarks for team leadership. Yeah. You'd have to argue. Now, I'm just going to look at the... I reckon these points have been updated. Mercedes, 43 points. Does that make sense? Yeah, that was... Yeah, because they didn't get much last week. Yeah, so Mercedes... The Constructors' Championship now stands this way. 80 points to Mercedes, 39 points to McLaren, 27 points Red Bull, 22 points Racing Point, 19 for Ferrari and a Renault in six with eight points. So McLaren... <laughs> see, it's those little points. It's that That's the fastest lap. Yeah. Um, Snuck up there. They're just little things like that are massive for them. You've got Bottas on top of the driver's table with 43, Hamilton second, 37, and Norris in third on
2: 26. That is amazing. How good's that? Norris is third (laughs) in the driver's championship. (laughs) After two races. I don't think anyone ever expected that Norris would be top three in the championship after only two races. No, not at all. He he reminds me of the human personification of
0: uh, Lightning McQueen. Yeah. He, just, <laughs> he gives off big Lightning McQueen vibes.
1: That is, you know, I'm going to use that at some point this week. We need <laughs> to I, we're on record. We're gonna, I, already, we, I claimed it. No, 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 it doesn't matter. <laughs> we've got to find, we've <laughs> I am find speed. the... Yes, I am speed. I can what see about Lando, I, Lando <laughs> sitting in, in, in his... <laughs> we
2: just need to find a photo of Lando. Lando's you know, in the cockpit. He's got his speed metal plane. I am speed. I am speed. What, what about Ricky Bobby? Someone's, someone, We need to give the Ricky Bobby to someone, somewhere. Well, you you, you give
1: it, mate. But <laughs> I'm more of a Lightning McQueen guy, you <laughs> see? That's, that's yeah. the problem. Trev, Trev just, you can only watch
0: kids' movies these days. Yeah, so mate, you, you don't have kids, right? <laughs> not so, yet,
1: not yet. Trust me, there comes a time... <laughs> and I, I don't know, I I feel for anyone that has kids from this point on because you won't have a new movie to go for, but Cars will outlive generations. That, that movie is just brilliant. It'll, it'll <laughs> oh. go on, don't worry about that. Yeah. So, um... I do want to talk about driver driver movements in a second, but I just want to want to clarify: was that a boring race? Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, just
0: checking. I, it, I got one, I got one more thing, yeah. And I was impressed mostly yesterday, but then you're comparing it today with Williams. Yeah, oh, and you know, credit to George Russell for the qualifying so performance. And it's
1: disappointing we didn't actually get many replays of his. It was off, did we?
2: No. We only got, got two replays. He, he just basically overcooked it going into turn five and, yeah, stuffed up. So he stuffed up basically what was a pretty damn good start for him. He was just on the cusp of the top ten. I really thought he would yeah. finish in the top ten, but yeah. just not to be. And, uh, look, he'll learn from that. He'll really uh, pick himself up and dust himself off. I think he'll come back at the next race of the Hungaro ring. If he can put yeah. in an impressive performance next weekend in qualifying, much like he did last night, I think... He'll have another. Well, uh, well, I, uh, yeah, yeah. He'll put in another good performance next week.
0: Well, last night was just great for his career mm. in the sense of you know when, when it's wet, it's sort of a bit more of an equalizer. Yeah, and the fact that he could get you know eleventh or twelfth or twelfth after the penalty. Yeah. of the, what, Plus, we've the also held
1: in high regard drivers that perform in the wet. Yeah. Mm. You know, Senna, Schumacher. There's some great names that can perform in the oh, wet. And, and, Lewis, and Lewis Hamilton. That's as spot we saw on, last right? Yeah. So I find that interesting. Now, now, if if you look at that race as boring. And this is this was my concern for pretty much the entirety of 2019. Which you mentioned, we last had a couple week. of unbelievable mm. races. Um, you know, last week was an uh, unbelievable, probably one of the best Formula One races most people have seen in, in a while. Um, th- this format, um, these cars, this aero, this everything is next year. There's no one developing a 2021 car. Right? They're all just developing aero on a 2020 car and they've got a second team working on 2022. You've got a situation where I think Racing Point are in the best position to um, advance in 2021, not to dominate, but advance because they've got themselves a, a basically a new car for them. So everything they learn from now on, they tweak and they can build and they can do aero on. You've got you know, Renault, uh, you've got uh, Alfa Torrey, everyone else is just like they're doing the same thing. Well, McLaren you know.
0: gets the Mercedes engine. Though.
1: but and that's, I mentioned this last week. I don't know how that works because I don't know how they, they shove a, a, a Mercedes into a body that was designed for yeah. a Renault. Well, I don't the, know that's physically going to work well for them.
0: Well, you know, we, we just sung Zach, Zach Brown's praise 10 minutes ago. I, I'm going to have my faith in him that he, he's well, got and, something up and his and sleeve. And I'll support that, that well. because I think that, yeah, obviously, the
1: timing of the Mc, uh, Mercedes deal being done... Mm. There's no doubt they would have said to the team, the designers, when they were working on the 2020 car, we need to make this. No, actually, they wouldn't have because 2021 no, no, was meant to be a brand new car. Correct. See, this is the problem. It was meant to be a completely new car. They were never meant to put a Mercedes into this car.
2: What, but, have, what if know, it actually
1: works? What, what, what if it actually if works If it actually works year? and Lando Norris has a Mercedes behind him and Daniel Ricciardo
2: sitting alongside him, holy crap. It's going to be epic. Oh, it could be the best masterstroke that Zach Brown has ever done since taking over from Ron Dennis. I hope it works, but we'll just have to wait and see. So
1: we've got one week until hungry. Yes. And it's a very different style of track. It's a very different everything. It's a very technical it, track. It could well yeah. favour Red Bull more than it does, Merse- that more than well, this place does Mercedes in a sense. Mm. Um, so Mercedes might not have that same advantage. And they Jesus ad- Christ, they've, they've, they're a long way ahead. Sorry, oh, without Ferrari, a question. Ferrari might be all right next week as well. You reckon? Well.
0: Look, outside it's of them crashing each other out again. <laughs> <laughs> but a but a, yeah, you're, you're but right. If, but if it's their engine,
1: that's the issue. So the big question for me is, and this is, you know, crazy, but is there any chance after, so it's going to be a 10 race season thus far, let's say they get to 14, 15. After four or five races, once we know that there's these drivers in the mix, like you look at the, at the title right now, you've got Hamilton, Bottas, and um, Lando. Mm-hmm. So just say those three. They're not going anywhere next year. They're, they're locked in their seats, right? Let's assume. Is there any chance of mid-season movements across teams, given the Vettel situation? Well, oh, I'll any tell you what, today makes
0: that interesting.
2: Mm.
1: Right? Is there any chance Ferrari says we'll pay to get rid of him? Like, is there any chance Ferrari says to McLaren, "Give us signs now. Fucking put all your money in in Lando. Put all your efforts into Lando. And do you? Is this possible? I well, mean, in a in a I, in that I think crazy sense of twenty twenty one being something very different. Well, I think if said agreed to it, I think it'd happen.
2: You can tell when you look. at Would it all happen though? There's no. Yeah. I reckon, of oh, I reckon there, it would. Right? You can because tell by the sorry you can tell by the way he's looking He's on screen right now. I know yeah we're looking at he's on, on screen right now. But you look at his body language and if yeah, if you look at his body language even before now what we're seeing he is very unhappy right now. But that assumes Seb that that oh, that assumes
1: nothing else that that we currently know is going to change because we're all speculating is Seb going to go to Racing Point take Checo's job Harry you said Checo goes to Williams takes his money there that's a good boost shot in the arm for Williams I mean, how far down does do the dominoes mm. fall if Seb leaves? Well, I feel like I think... And it, would Seb really leave? Well, he's well, he's got the big
0: interview on Thursday, apparently. Yeah. So, what's that going to be? He asked for that. Yeah. So, that's that's either a retirement or a sabbatical or he's got a team move to announce. But if it was a team move to announce, you'd think it'd be, you know, obviously have something to do with the team involved as well. Mm. But you think... but I just... I reckon that racing point, like we were just talking before, he had that big chat with Toto yep. yesterday that was caught on, and obviously everyone uh, Toto's going to be heavily involved with Aston Martin as a as a shareholder, f- um, with that racing point becoming Aston Martin next season. So, I just the, and then the fact that the, the racing point yesterday would not deny that they were interested in Seb. Yeah. Like I think there's yeah, but I think if that happens, like back to your point, if the dominoes were f- to fall, I think I don't think Perez would finish this season. Uh, sorry, I think he would. I don't think he would leave. So I think Seb would take the rest of the season off if that right. were to happen. Yep. Everything else would move. Um, so Seb
1: leaves, Carlos moves, Daniel moves, Fernando comes back. Are those yeah. the four things that happen? Yeah. If, if I had to and everything else happens next year, yeah. like Sergio moving or whoever it is and all those other little if, things.
0: If I had to bet on a mid-season change, that is what I would
1: Because bet. Renault would... I mean, you know, who knows where the money lies and how much it is, but Renault would probably willingly part with a bunch of cash to make it happen in terms of bringing Fernando back. Mm. be great for their brand. Um, McLaren, I think, would be just meh on the whole thing. They'd be happy either way. They wouldn't care. Why? I think I don't think they're... they're I think they're getting uh, uh, an equal race driver, if not better, race driver in Daniel. Yes. I'm not saying Daniel's the best ra- race driver on the grid. I, I think he's awesome. But I think... I think he's he, better than I science. think he outraces science. Yeah. And that helps Lando,
0: but and I also think it's good for him next season because he's going to get an extra, you know, extra laps in getting used to that car, mm. um, so that he can come in. It's not a brand new car for him coming in next season, so he yeah. can come out at you know at Australia and and you know. And the other thing
1: we mentioned this, Harry, bef- uh, Connor, and I before you arrived. What if, if just a couple of those things happen? Like, what if Cyril said to Daniel, "Mate, listen, we're gonna we're gonna bring Fernando in. He's Here's the rescue contract plus five mil. And then Daniel gets to drive Fridays with McLaren for a few um, events to learn the car and give some feedback and be part of the team and embed himself. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't care that Carlos is there because he's, he's just gone. He's got the paycheck and he's, he's got a couple of years ahead of him locked in. So, wh- why not? Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, you've got nothing to lose. You may as well just and, go for and it. And what, what, what pushes that is Cyril today. Yes. Cyril should have been on the radio going, okay, let him past. you got two laps. It's that whole thing. Let him past. you got two laps to prove yourself. That's that's the way team orders should work if they're going to happen is, okay, let him past. you got two laps. And if in two laps you're not multi-21 or whatever the hell you want to call it, bring him back as they were. The other thing, though, is who knows what was it – we.
0: They annoyingly didn't show the team radio for that as it was happening. So. No, they no, didn't. So maybe maybe Cyril was saying that knock on was you know saying screw yeah, you yeah. guys. And, and
2: it was and it was interesting to see the pit vision when Ocon returned to the bunker. Yeah, you know, uh, once he got out of his race gear and all that, they all gave him pats on the back and everything. So obviously they must have thought, oh, well, you done a good job to you know put Daniel in. His yeah,
1: but also wheel. that's that whole. Um, You know, they're the ones... It's that weird thing of Daniel smashed a car, and I I love the way Daniel's always like, I'm real sorry for the team. They have to fix it now, which is the job of a race driver to push a car to its limits. Mm. He probably pushed it further than he should. Mm. But, you know, mechanics, that's their job to rebuild cars. That's not the end of the world. But likewise, the team, when when a driver comes in and the car has failed, not even spectacularly, just a sensor or whatever says, we've got to pull it in, of course they're going to pat Ocon on the back because they feel like they failed him. It's that same reverse kind of thing. So... I, yeah, I just you know I don't want to Corinne and buddy um, Ant Davidson are going to recap much here in the in <laughs> the, on the Skypad because they're going to be looking at the first lap and the last lap and maybe a couple of passes in between. But mm. I just just before we move to Hungary next week, i I like the idea of two races in one place. Yeah, it's proven to be quite quite successful in my opinion. there's There's no doubt that it logistically it's brilliant mm. because there's no cost involved. They get the same TV coverage. They, I mean, there's, there could be some potentially very smart things happen here in terms of dropping Grand Prix or extending the season or without actually extending costs. Because one of the big killers is, you know, the cost of moving everything and stuff. So how good was having two races in one place? I, I, I think brilliant. Yeah, oh.
0: it, it it worked because the Red Bull Ring is, is quite a good track. Yeah. Like, obviously, if someone had to put me through two weeks of Sochi, it would be a different story. But True, true. But for a track like this, yeah. So and Silverstone, I think, will be a good double as well. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Because that, that's going to be round four, August two, the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, August nine. So,
1: what a stupid name for a Grand
2: Prix. Um, they should have
1: just called it the, you know, the English Grand Prix and the Great Britain Grand Prix or something. I mean, the <laughs> 70th anniversary <laughs> Grand Prix. It's, just, it's as bad as the Styrian or whatever this was. Yeah. But let me, Melbourne is a COVID nightmare right now. Yeah. Let's assume in six weeks they get that shit under control. Why? Why is Australia not bidding for two races to end the year? Why are we not talking to the FIA about? Maybe we are. A, well, are we? And and how good could it be? Because their Formula One is is demonstrating here their bubble capabilities. Okay, they're, they're you know using private planes, they're flying to back gates. You know they're doing everything right in terms of creating
2: a bubble. Bring the bubble to the bend. Yes, as we talked the about it. We Twitter. talked about it on Twitter privately. And look, the bend has only been open for, I think, almost two over two years now, two and a half years. And the Shaheen family have done an absolutely tremendous job in turning what was the Chrysler and Mitsubishi testing grounds out at Tail and Bend into a world class motorsport facility. I was at the bend at the very first race meeting, which was part of the Motorsport Australia. Shannon's Nationals and we did the TV coverage for that. And even though the track was just barely completed, including with s- infrastructure and that, it had the makings to be an exceptionally good international spec circuit. You could run. But it's a not Adelaide. It's not Adelaide. That's the only problem. I know right? it's, it's not, middle, it's I, I know it's nowhere. not Adelaide. I know. It's 90 minutes. But, east but of that helps the bubble thing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That yes. that
1: helps sell it to the FIA. It's like, listen, we will fly you in. To wherever you want, Adelaide's obviously going to be the closest, and we will bus you and truck you within the bubble. We will bubble you to Tail and Bend.
0: That that's a shit two weeks for the drivers. <laughs> I know. That's a shit bubble. It's literally yeah, it's in the not middle exactly of the, the Styrian mountains, is yeah. it? No. Do you know
1: what the other one is, is Sydney Motorsport Park? Well, that's that's why you, you could bubble two weeks. You'd move. You could do the bend one yeah. week in Sydney Motorsport I, Park. I don't think next. we could do Albert Park because no, I think. Well, I think it theoretically could, yeah. but I think it would never pass muster, given the shit that's gone down. Yeah.
2: The problem is, Sydney Motorsport Park is an FIA Grade 2 circuit, whereas the Benz are, are Grade 1. So what does that
1: mean in layman's terms? What, layman what are they missing? Runoff areas? or
2: Yeah, uh, cer- certain key elements. like Someone's going to die on Turn 1, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. But it's not to the Formula 1 spec standard for Sydney Motorsport yeah, Park. Yeah, and someone's so. going to have to spend a shit ton of money
1: yeah. on ripple yeah. strips and all that kind of stuff. What about,
2: what about Phillip Island?
1: Did
0: we talk about
2: yes. that? Yes. Yeah. You mentioned that on feel Twitter. Philip like Island would be a great Formula One circuit, I reckon. I think it'd be fantastic. It, well, is it wide it. enough? I'm not oh. quite sure. Like I haven't dri- driven there in 4. a couple of years. 4.45 Ks. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Sydney Municipal Park. <laughs> <Sydney, laughs> I mon- mean, I know Bath is 6.213, yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Wait, Sydney, what do you like, <laughs> Sandown? Sandown's 3.1. Yeah. Piss <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> You're a freak. Phillip Island's 4.45, and uh, Sydney Municipal Park's 3.93. Although that new section I was going to say, off. what about the. Well, yeah, yeah. What they call it, but. 4.5Ks. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Circuit's 4.5Ks. Yeah. So they could run it on <laughs> that full. Yeah.
1: I always thought knowing 6.213 was great, yeah. but, you know, it impresses non-motorsport people. Like, I drove uh, around Bath a couple of weeks ago with Stephen Fennec, and we are on two... You my stomping two ground. Two different cars, and we had two-way radios, and um, we did some stuff up the top of the mountain, then we are driving down, and I went, ah, oh, this, this is Forest Elbow, that's where Dick Johnson went off, Da-da-da-da. and then we come down to the 6 Chase, and said, well, this is... The chase, it was built in 87 after Mike Bergman died in 85 here yep. on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. over there under the bridge. Yep. And, he, and i was just gone, that's the end of the 6.213 kilometre. He's just gone, that's unbelievable. And I've gone, actually, it was pretty light on in terms of tourist knowledge of a fo- race track. Like, have racetrack. you met Connor? Yeah, <laughs> well, now I'm like, oh, I don't want ever, ever, ever have him meet <laughs> yeah. there. But um, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I just think it would be really exciting for Australia to be Flyways are always the end, of the end of the tour, end of the season, mm. you know, Brazil, wherever it is. It would be awesome. for Because they're clearly going to try and get this thing through to November. You know, they're clearly thinking, yeah. well, 10's not enough for... They want to... The TV broadcasters, everyone's going to want more. Mm. They want to get to 15, 16, I reckon. And I think they can do that when... And Australia's the best place in the world right now for COVID-19, apart from Victoria. Let's just, <laughs> you know, screw the, <laughs> screw the Mexicans. But it's... Like it's it'd be a legitimately brilliant thing to have happen
2: and I think it, I yeah, it, I, th- I agree with that too
0: and it was sort of I know it's been a couple of months since it happened now, but there was GP was sort of said a few things in the the weeks following yeah. the cancellation they were looking to a way to try and get it back so yeah
1: but I mean there's there's not it, look if Melbourne was able to you know literally pull it together in six weeks then there's no reason why Albert Park couldn't be part of the plans yeah. for November. That's a well, long time away.
0: The, the problem you're going to have there with Albert Park rega- is if, again, if things don't get that much better, and then just the lockdown, in terms of getting everything ready, they, they're not going to physically be able to get
2: all the tracks set up and everything like that. Okay, mm. long shot here. What about New Zealand? You've got the Highlands Motorsport Park, the one that Tony called.
1: Well, oh, that's what I was going to say in, in our chat. A, a, a little bubble, Trans-Tasman bubble for the last two would be pretty cool as well, but I just don't know whether New Zealand... I've never seen Highlands. I've seen lots of photos and stuff, but and I just It's world-class. It's right. just as good as the band. They Mac- did, um, Ma- McLaren they would did. support it. They'd love to get and it. Imagine a McLaren racing there. Yeah. yeah. And
0: Aston did all the Valkyrie stuff there. That's correct, yeah.
1: Someone, so, can, so, someone so, get into, can you get in touch with someone, Michael Massey? <laughs> just, someone. <laughs> yeah. just I'll, someone I'll get in touch. Anyone but Bernie, because he's got no say. He
2: has no say whatsoever, thank God. All so, right.
1: Well, look, I um, I think there was a lot of exciting things to talk about. None of them were the race. No, can most can of them I, are the can, robots.
2: Can I, can I just make mention, just quickly, we talked about last week, Formula 3, hope Force hopefuls.
1: Uh, You're very excited about Formula 3. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm yeah. not going to lie, I'm struggling with passion for it. I'm i, I can't I'm excited about Oscar and a few others, but it's Formula 3, for, it's form- a couple of... I'll
0: tell you what, Formula 3 hasn't been that bad. Formula 2 for me is a snore fester. Yeah. It's just Formula 2 just looks like bad F1 drivers. Just
1: wait until you, you, you sign up for your my team in F1 2020, <laughs> the game. You get to choose your second driver, and you're pretty much choosing from Jack Aitken down to a couple of... And uh, Mick is one of them. So, yeah. so of, that, that, yeah. that gives you a new passion for Formula 2. Yeah. Yeah, Mick, Sh- Mick yeah. Schumacher didn't have much luck today. No, yeah. Not, yeah, he's, not well, he's my second driver in my EFTM team in uh, in F1 2020. He's shit. I'm getting rid of him. He's shit okay. or... or? Maybe, maybe no, the player it, of
2: the year. I'm smashing. No, no. <laughs> well, Bas- I'm me, and he's my teammate. He's down the back of the grid, mate. I'm doing well. Sorry. Can't no, no, <laughs> no, that's all right. We should give credit to Oscar Piastri, because he is the Renault Junior driver, so he could potentially <laughs> you know. Like, he, like they care about their Junior drivers. I know, I know. But, he, you know, he's currently the first, the leading Aussie, leading the F3 championship right now. So after two races this weekend, he finished fourth in the opening race, fifth in the second. He's leading the championship by six and a half points ahead of Frederik Vesti from Denmark, who's on thirty seven and a half points, and Logan Sargent on thirty four. If you points.
1: want to be a junior right now, I'd be a Red Bull junior. Well, yeah. Jaguar, they, they really struggle with their junior program the for a few few years, and they've kind of got this this gap. Which is, frankly, why Kiviat's still oh, there. Kiviat needs to. He has to re- go. Oh. He's, a, he's useless. He's of no point to the sport. Gasly, at least, is interesting and, a waste can, of it, and does stuff. Yeah. Kiviat's just, yeah, I'm there. I did it again. He's like he's basically Kimi Raikkonen without the status. Yeah. You know, he's just doing, he's oh, just doing the I don't insult Kimi like
2: that. <laughs> Kimi's just there for a hobby. We know that. Yeah, it's just fun for me. So, yeah, look. Uh, Jack Doohan, he's a Ren Bull Jr., but he is hardly impressed in the opening two races. He might have to do a name because of his dad and the Mercedes support, but he has been so disappointing in the opening two races. And I just don't know if he can turn that around for the remaining seven races because their championship finishes at Mugello. At I'd just
1: love to know how much money they're burning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a family.
0: It's not an inexpensive. I don't want to, because
2: I don't want to break to you. When you have kids, you think about that. You
1: think, like, what would it cost me to, to get my son to all the way through, you know? Mm. Oh, I'm already and saving for it. Yeah, well, mate, you're going to need to save a lot. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. What? You know, what talk do you about think? sacrifices. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us all on uh, Twitter and uh, follow at EFTM, and we'll, uh, we'll tweet the, the links to all of our Twitter handles and let us know what you thought of the race. It's really quite simple, boring or not, but I think most people would say boring. But I do think there's some excitement in the sport, and that's probably what matters right now. Boys, uh, hungry next week.